Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All August long, we're giving away our subscription-only digestible daily show, Cubs Pod, which is ad-supported here by the Bleacher Bunch on the Fans First Network. For early ad-free Cubs Pod, subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a super ranter today. The day is August 24th, the year is 2023 the daily dose of cubs content that you are listening to is the cubs pod and the host is me michael cotton i know that sounded a little odd but i had to remind myself of all those things because it feels like i'm just doing the same pod again that i did two days ago where the cubs were doing okay they got up to a four-run lead The pitcher was lights out through the fifth, and then in the sixth inning, everything went to crap, but then the Cubs were able to come back late and win the game. I mean, it's the same game, right? But it was just a bunch of different players. But before I get into that, let me remind you that this is brought to you by the Bleacher Bunch, and it is produced for the Fans First Sports Network, but more importantly, we do this for the Patreon supporters of Sunranto. If you are hearing this and you are not a Patreon supporter of Sunranto, you can go to patreon.com slash sunranto and give us a little bit of money and you will start to get these every single day as well. Right now, we're just doing a special where everybody, regardless of who they are, can get it so they know what they're missing daily from me and Danny. But let's jump into this game Yes, this was the uh, the game with Jamison Tyone, which, by the way, Jamison Tyone, uh, even better than I thought he was going to be, but way better than he was early in the season. And I'm only saying that because I just want to toot my own horn saying, hey, I was the only guy that wasn't ready to give up on him. He was facing off against Tariq Skubal. And Tariq Skubal was pretty good up to this game in the fact he had given up zero runs at Comerica Park this season. And it looked like it was going to be another rough day for the Cubs because he's a left-handed pitcher, which means the Cubs always run out a weird lineup on left-handed pitchers day. As weird lineups go, this one wasn't the worst I've seen, for sure. Uh, It was Horner, Swanson, Happ. Bellinger, Suzuki, Gomes, K. 
Candelario. Wisdom is your DH in the eighth spot, and then Madrigal in the ninth. Uh, it was more of a the thing that frustrated me the most was more about the defensive lineup because ever since the night before the game that they lost, they put in uh, Candelario, they moved him to first, they put Madrigal at third, and they put Bellinger out in center field. It hasn't gone well for the Cubs. They lost that game, and it just hasn't been a winning setup for the Cubs, except for they did win this game. So that was good. The players on this team, I think, are very talented. I think they are very good. I think this team could be even better than they are. And I think that they have to play better and be better in order to overcome some of the weird things that the Cubs are doing. Let me remind you, this team should be in first place and walking away with this division in the expected wins and losses. But instead, they're three and a half games back and losing ground to Milwaukee, who just doesn't seem to lose anymore. It is driving me insane. They have won five straight. But the reason I'm saying that is because the reason the Cubs are fighting back from at one point, uh, fourth place in this division, at one point, fifth place, they were the worst team in the National League at a point in the season. And that is because they have been mismanaged from the get-go. They have finally gotten to a point where they have all the right players. Well, most of the right players on this team. Um, some of the players, like Marcus Stroman, are injured right now. So that just, you know, they it's late in the season. You can't have everybody, usually, unless you're super lucky. But that's enough of the negative stuff. The frustrating part of being a Cubs fan is seeing these lineups going out there and just wondering, why? Why are they doing this to us? But the fun part is watching these players because they are actually very good. And uh, I just wish the management would give them more of an opportunity to win earlier in the season so that we'd be in a better spot right now. And speaking of players who performed very well, in this game, uh, I guess we can start with Jamison Tyone because he had a no hitter going through five innings. Now, thankfully, in the first inning, a couple of very, very hard hits uh, were dragged in by a leaping Cody Bellinger and a backpedaling Ian Happ. But hey, warning track power gets you warning track outs, people. So if you want to know what happened for the Tigers in the first five innings, this is it. It's It was just outs, just outs and nothing big. Jamison Tyone handled this team as he should, as everyone should. This is AL Central. They are not good teams in this spot. So he should beat up on them like he did in the first five innings. On the Cubs side of things, uh, they went one, two, three. In the first inning, uh, and I'm sorry, look, Ian Happ should not be the third hitter. Like, you moved Horner up to the leadoff spot for this game. I like that better than Morrell, for sure, which they've done a few times in the last, I don't know, month or so. Uh, But then you don't jump Dansby Swanson to second. You, Happ, Happ, move to second. At least move to second. I would say move to, like, sixth, but... Look, if your ego is that 
week and you can't handle it, dude, come on. This, you're, you're driving us insane. And this is part of what I'm talking about. The team could be better if Ian Happ wasn't the third guy up every single night. In the second inning, the Cubs got on the board and uh, Tariq Skubal, as I said, didn't he, he hasn't given up a run at Comerica Park this year. Well, that all changed in the second inning. Didn't take the Cubs long to get going. Of course, it looked like it wasn't going to happen because Cody Bellinger uh, hit a ball back up the middle right past Skubal that he was able to reach out and snag real quick for the out. It was a pretty impressive play on a comebacker, but maybe that sort of rattled him a little bit because Seiya Suzuki came up next and was able to rip a ground ball right down the line. I mean, it got between the third baseman and the line, went out into the outfield and then into foul territory. And then into that, I've been noticing this at Comerica Park. They've got that like area that juts out on both sides and it really makes it hard for the outfielders out there to field these balls that they don't get there. They, they hit the wall and then they ricochet out weird. It's, it's an interesting design to say the least, but say made it to second base on the play. Jan Gomes moved him over with a, I guess, sacrifice fly. And then uh Jamer Candelario jumped up there and ripped a ball out to left field. And he drove in, Saya with a double of his own. That was the first run given up in Comerica Park this year by Tariq Scoble, and it was uh, or Scoble, and the Cubs had their first run on the board. Way to go, Jamer Candelario. Patrick Wisdom then struck out because uh, that's kind of what he does, and that was the end of the inning. In the third inning, the Cubs put together two more runs. And uh, Tariq Skubal's uh, impeccable numbers at Comerica were done. They were just gone. Uh, it started with a Madrigal ground out, but then Nico Horner singled. Dansby Swanson walked. Then Nico Horner stole third base, uh, and Dansby Swanson stole second base. A quick double steal. Uh, Nico Horner slid in. Really bad tag by Veerling over there at third. He caught the ball in time. And Nico was sliding to the outside, back of the bag. And he just swung his arm and just never even hit him. Didn't get him until he got to the chest. And by then, Nico was well safe. It looked like he was out uh, just by the throw. But then just never never made the tag. Wow. It was great for the Cubs. And then Ian Happ struck out. So that wasn't great. But Cody Bellinger saves the day. Because he got up there and he drove in two. Now, wouldn't it be nice if you always had Cody Bellinger at third, in the third spot in the order, always getting up to bat? Because he didn't show up in the first inning because Ian Happ has to be third. But anyway, Bellinger uh, drove in two with a single on a lightly hit line drive into center field. In the fourth inning, we had a bit of a scary situation on the field. Jan Gomes uh, let off the inning, and he hit a ball that was 101 miles per hour off of the bat. And the reason I'm telling you this is because that ball went right back and hit Scooble. He was not able to field this one. This ball hit him right in the left thigh, and oh gosh, it looked terrible. I mean, I have been like punched by a little kid in my thigh and had a charlie horse for like an hour 
I can't imagine what it's like to get hit with a 101 mile per hour baseball right off your thigh. Or maybe I can because I watched Scooble stumble around and uh, limp and then lay down on the ground and put his hand on his head. Like, so maybe I can. I, I saw it in this game and it looked terrible to me. I don't ever want to try it out. I really believe that was the end of Scooble for the Tigers. I thought he was going to have to leave this game. Dude powered through it, got up, threw a couple of pitches, and decided he was good and stayed in the game. And the first batter he faced was Jamer Candelario, and he struck him out. So I guess he was okay. He got Patrick Wisdom to ground out. That moved Gomes over to second. And then Nick Madrigal hit a single on a line drive. They call it a line drive. I call it a Texas leaguer because the thing just barely made it over the infield. But it traveled just far enough that Akil Badu had a play on it, just couldn't make it because it wasn't hit that hard. But Gomes was able to score, and all of a sudden the Cubs are up four to nothing. Man, it feels a lot like the game from Monday. Both teams failed in order in the fifth inning, and the Cubs did it again in the sixth. And now it's time to get back to what was the Tigers offense doing? Much like Monday night, Tyone was around 80 pitches. He had just worked a good inning in the fifth. There was no reason, no reason to be concerned about him. Of course, you send him back out there for the sixth. The bullpen needs the rest. You you have to do, and he's got, he's got a no-hitter. There's no way that you set him down at this point in the game. And you're not, you don't even have anybody up in the pen because, you're not concerned. Like, he is just dealing out there on the mound. But I do not know what happens to Cubs pitchers in the sixth inning in Comerica Park. There's something there, though, because it went south in a hurry in the same way that it did with Javier Assad. Now, Javier Assad got lucky by just giving up two solo shot home runs and only giving up two on that. Not so for Tyone. He got to stay in there a little bit longer, and the damage was a little bit worse. Andy Ibanez singled to start the inning, then Jake Rogers singled, and then Akil Badu singled. And all of a sudden, the bases were loaded in the first three batters. It's always kind of surprising when guys do not score on three straight singles. Like, you figure one person crosses, but no, they just filled up the bases. And then you think, well, there's a chance if they didn't score on one of those hits, why aren't, you know, maybe they don't get a score in this. Tyone just needs to settle down and get out of this inning. Well, he struck out Riley Green. Then he got Spencer Torkelson to fly out, and you're starting to think, yes, Tyone is going to make these guys pay for not scoring on the earlier hits. But Kerry Carpenter came up, and he had different plans, and he hit his first ever Grand Slam. The wind was blowing in, so the ball, so it was not like a super majestic Grand Slam. Seiya Suzuki went out there on the wall and acted like he might have a play for it. He even jumped for the ball. I'm not sure why he was nowhere near where that ball went out. Like it was, it was weird. I've watched this a couple of times. I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe it had something to do with like the weird angle of the field, right where the ball went out. But, uh, 
Or maybe the ball just made a hard left turn when it saw Seiya Suzuki looking to try and catch it. Anyway, uh, nothing kills a rally like a four-run homer. So uh, they got rid of Tyone. They brought in Michael Rucker, and he struck out Matt Veerling right away, and they got out of the inning with no further damage. But the game was tied, and you know what they say. It's a whole new game. But it's not. It's a completely different game. There's only three innings left. Three inning baseball games are like Little League. It's not a whole new game. But, you know, maybe it felt like it a little bit because they did pull Terry Skubal uh, right after that. And Bo Brieske came in to pitch. And then they brought in uh, Mike Talkman to face Brieske. And uh, they got rid of Patrick Wisdom. Punted him their DH. Talkman saw six pitches, but ultimately struck out. Madrigal flew out, and then Horner grounded out, and Bo Brisky had a 1-2-3 inning. Rucker returned in the seventh. Uh, he got an out, then he walked Zach McKinstry. Andy Ibanez lined out, and then Jake Rogers walked. So there was two guys on, both from walks. There was two outs, and uh, very rightly so, I think, they pulled Rucker, and they brought in Julian Merriweather, who got Akil Badu to ground out softly right back to Julian Merriweather. In the eighth inning, the Cubs took the lead again, and uh, they scored a run, and that's great. They went up 5-4 in this inning, but it was a little frustrating because Jan Gomes straight toot bland to end the inning on the same play that they took the lead Swanson flew out, Hap singled, uh, Bellinger lined out right to the shortstop, McKinstry, who was playing shortstop because Javier Baez is still under the weather and did not play in the last two games of this series, which is frustrating because I only got to see him once. Hap stole second base, Say Suzuki walked, so now we got two guys on, and Jan Gomes hit a single out to left field. That's awesome because a single with a guy on second scores a run. What's not awesome is having a 36-year-old catcher trying to stretch a double out of a single for no reason at all. If he just goes to first, that puts Saya at third, and you got guys at the corners, and you give somebody a chance. That somebody being Candelario, who is hitting... 272 and has an 850 OPS. Come on, Gomes. You got to be thinking out there. You are not a young guy. Just run first and stop, please. Badu threw the ball in to try and cut down the runner, which had no chance. And Rodgers immediately grabbed the ball and threw it to second base, and they got Gomes easily because Gomes is a 36-year-old catcher. And the one thing that you could kind of just guess about a 36-year-old catcher, if you don't know anything else, is that they are slow. And it just makes me wonder why every time the Cubs have something good happen to them, it's so frustrating at the same time. Merriweather went back out there in the eighth and was absolutely nasty. Uh, took the Tigers out with uh, three straight strikeouts. Yeah, just, there was nothing they could do against him. It looked great. Andrew Vasquez replaced Bo Brieske in the ninth for the Tigers. He immediately walked Jamer Candelario. Uh, Christopher Morrell came in for Talkman. And uh, Morrell, who's been struggling as of late, uh, hit a soft single out to center field. But hey, 
when you've got a giant center field, you know, those soft singles are perfect. You know, just place it right over there. A little Texas League or can of corn type of thing. Uh, yeah, so he's on first. Candelario is over at second. And Nick Madrigal lays down the sacrifice bunt that moved them both over. And that was it for uh, Andrew Vasquez. The Tigers were not happy with what he was doing, and they brought in Jose Cisnero to replace him. Nico Horner then gave the ball a ride, hit the ball opposite field out to the warning track in right field, and that was all Candelario needed to just run on home and score another run for the Cubs. They were up 6-4. to four. Swanson lined out to right field, and that was the end of the inning for the Cubs. And now all they had to do was just hold this game, hold the two-run lead. And who do you call? Adbert Alzali. And Adbert Alzali was up to the task yet again. Uh, he got Matt Veerling to line out, and then he walked Parker Meadows, which ooh, all of a sudden, maybe it's not going to be a night for him. A little, little nerve-wracking. Zach McKinstry singled. Meadows went to third. So now you got guys at the corners. But then, you know, what do you do when you got guys at the corners? You just strike out the next two guys and go home with meatloaf. And that was it. Another series victory for the Cubs against an AL Central team. And uh, But unfortunately, they just make these teams look better than they really are. But you really, it's hard to complain about winning two out of three unless the Brewers are winning five out of five. And they just keep stretching their lead out against the Cubs. That's that's what's so frustrating. But luckily, the Cubs are headed to Pittsburgh to face the Pirates, which on paper, the Pirates are better than any of these teams in the AL Central. But in the real world, where games are won and lost actually out on the field, the Cubs have beaten the Pirates six straight times. In just barely over a week, in June, the Cubs scored 48 runs in six games and beat the Pirates every single time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Brewers have an off day today, so maybe the Cubs can gain a half game because that seems to be the only way they can gain games on the Brewers is when they the Brewers just don't play. Uh, and then the Brewers are going to be up against San Diego for the weekend, but the Cubs get to stay in Pittsburgh for four straight games. A four-game sweep right now would be exactly what the Cubs need. And the first guy up to try and make that happen is Justin Steele. And that's the guy that we really like to have up there to make things happen. Um, Steele against the Pirates uh, has been doing really well, as he has against most people. But Kibrian Hayes, does have a home run against Steele, and he's got two hits and four at-bats. And Brian Reynolds also has a home run against him. Nobody else does, and it's pretty much just Hayes in the limited amount of time. Uh, and Connor Joe, both of those guys have seen him four times, and they have two hits. So, I mean, that's a 500 average, but come on. 
it's only two hits. Reynolds is hitting 286 in seven goes. And again, that's like two hits. Nobody else does anything against Justin Steele. So I'm looking for a big game from Steele tonight. This game will get going at 6.05 Chicago Standard Time. And unlike Chicago, it is going to be a nice and brisk 81 degrees around game time, dropping during the night, uh, maybe even a little bit of rain, which I don't know about you, these 100 degree temperatures we're getting right now are brutal, and I would uh, love a 78 degree little rain shower, but it's only a 50% chance of rain so you know what that means flip a coin who knows if it'll happen doesn't matter 81 degrees is perfect baseball weather and the cubs will hopefully play perfect baseball but that's going to be it for me i am safe at home spagog